Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler, from the state of North Carolina, with my co-host, Lee McMillian, from the state of Texas, Courtney Carruthers, from the state of Illinois, Steve Cordo, from the state of Illinois, Dr. Frank Washington, from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips, from the state of Georgia, Brian Christian Coleman, from the state of New Jersey, and Robert Lee Johnson, from the state of of Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, we are grateful that you are tuning into our radio broadcast this evening. This radio show is brought to you by loving and faithful members of the Churches of Christ who asked you to take out your Bibles and study along with us. We have a very exciting show planned for your spiritual enlightenment and your edification. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and just listen to the live show there. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B's Media Production Studio at the Carolina Studio, 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, our Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be my co-host, Clay Phillips, on the show this evening as he brings unto our listeners the bread of life. And also my co-host, Steve Cordo, as he answers the questions that are on the hearts of so many. We pray that you will bless them and their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray 
that you will bless our listeners this evening who are tuning in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they their hearts may be pricked as they consider their eternal stance before you and their soul salvation. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. For we recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the sins we've committed in our minds and our bodies, for we know our flesh is weak. And we often fall short of thy will. For we pray to continue to bless us and keep us in love for all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful unto death, for we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the broadcast. Our speakers for this evening were in the first segment is Clay Phillips. He serves as the evangelist with the Rose City Church of Christ there in Thomasville, Georgia. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the second segment, we'll just only have two segments on the broadcast this evening. My, uh, have, have, in the second segment, I have a question from my social media platform called Shout It Out that I'll be posing to my co-host, Steve Cordo. He's as the evangelist for the East Park Church of Christ there in Danville, Illinois. He'll be answering our question to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show after the break the next worship you hear be that of my co-host clay phillips enjoy the show you're listening to the gospel light radio show Let it shine 
listening to the gospel light radio show give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of jesus christ now my co-host clay phillips and his subject the stuff that really matters good evening i am brother clay lee phillips minister here at the rose city church of christ in thomasville georgia where everyone is somebody, and Jesus Christ is Lord. We're so thankful that Steve allowed us to be able to come and participate on the gospel-like radio show. It is doing, Steve is doing a marvelous job, a great job for the Lord. And we're so thankful that those of you that are tuning in with us at this time, we're so thankful you tune in with us. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Luke. Chapter 17, Luke chapter 17, and I want to commence reading at verse 20 and terminate at verse 32. Turn your Bibles now to Luke chapter 17. I want to commence reading at verse 20 and terminate at verse 32. And we find these words written. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, talking about Christ, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of these days, the Son of Man, shall you shall not see it. And they said to you, See here or see there. Go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteth out of the part under the heaven shineth to the other part of the heaven, so shall also the Son of Man, they shall come. Verse 25. First must ye suffer many things and be Rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, 
so shall it be also in the day of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They was given in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark. And the flood came and destroyed all them, all them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man be revealed. Now notice in verse number 31, this is where our text is going to come from. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. And then verse 32 says, remember Lot's wife. Now, I want to uh, tag this message, this text, for advocate of our message on this evening, the stuff that really matters. The stuff that really matters. Now, Jesus gave a profound statement in verse 31. Look at verse 31 with me. Now remember now, what Jesus is talking about is that his uh, disciples and his and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes was concerned about the preparation or the return of Christ or his coming when the Messiah, the Messiah was going to come. And so in verse 31 it says, in that day, <laughs> he which shall be upon the housetop, notice now, he says, and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. Then gave another illustration. And he that is in the field, let him not likewise return back to go get his stuff. So the text here is tagged the stuff that really matters. What really matters in the preparation and preparedness for the coming of Christ? What is the stuff that really matters? Now let me give you a little background of the text. The Jewish people lived in an excitement of atmospheric excitement of the, uh, the return of the Messiah, that Christ is going to come. They, they anticipated. They looked for it. Because all through the Old Testament talked about how that there was going to come a Messiah and he was going to redeem uh, us, man, from their sin. Now, remember, they, their mind was locked in on the physical and not the spiritual. 
Now, they wanted a Moses. They wanted a Jeremiah. They wanted an Elijah. They wanted uh, Israel to have a Moses, uh, a Joshua. And this is what they were looking for. They anticipated on the Messiah coming to redeem them. So that's why Jesus said, notice now in verse number 20, he says, uh, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Now, what do you mean by that, not with observation? In other words, uh, to observe the future by signs. He said, now, let's get one thing straight. You all have missed the whole mystery of the return of Christ. You, you really don't know what stuff really matters. You really don't know what really matters. Now, turn to uh, 1 Corinthians, before we get into uh, homiletics, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And I want to uh, look at verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and the verse is number 20. And the Bible says, now notice now, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth because here now the Apostle understands that Christ is that Messiah. Christ is the Redeemer. But they understand now it's not by observation of looking at uh, a physical Messiah coming, a Moses, a Joshua, a Elijah, a Elishum. It's not that. The, the, the stuff that really matters. <laughs> and so the Apostle Paul addresses this. In, his, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, he says, where is the wine? Now, Jesus just said now. Now, they, they demanded Jesus. In, in verse 20 of Luke 17, they demanded Jesus. Notice in verse 20, it said, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God shall come. <laughs> he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, it's not going to be your wisdom. So the, so the apostle Paul addresses their wisdom. So in verse number 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he says, where is the wine? You, you want to, Paul said, listen, I, I knew, I thought I knew what was going on. You remember Paul when he was saw? He said, I was, I was Jew among Jews. I persecuted the church because I thought I was right. So he said, where's the Jew? Where's the wine? Where's the shrine? Where's the disputers of this world? Have God not made foolish the, the wisdom of this world? So Jesus said, listen, you, you, you're not going to get it because you're looking in the wrong direction. You're, you're, you look, you're ready to get back to your house. Now, when Jesus told them, gave the illustration, he said there should be a two on the housetop. Listen, don't worry about going back in your house to get your stuff. <laughs> let, me, let me read that again, and y'all like, I'm, I'm hit that. In verse number 31 of Luke chapter 17, in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house. Let him not come down to take it away. You're not going to have time. The stuff that really matters. So the Apostle Paul said, listen, where's the wise? Where's the shrine? Where's the disputers of this world? Have God not made foolish 
the wisdom of the world. For after that is the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. So that's what Jesus said, not by observation. He's saying, listen, I don't care how much I tell you, you're not going to get it. Because you're looking for it in the wrong place. You're not going to understand it. See, that's why it says, you drop down to verse number 23. The way you're going to get it, he says, now, but, in verse 23, he says, but we preach Christ crucified. That, that's how you're going to get it. <laughs> you, how you going to get it? You, you going to demand Jesus show you? He said, whoa. Now, how you going to get it? But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block. The way you're going to get it, you won't get it. Why? Because it's a stumbling block. It says, and unto the Greek foolishness, the way you can get it, you, you try to go back in your house and get it. He said, you're not going to have time. The stuff that really matters, you're not going to have time to go get it. Because all of, it, it's inside of you. It says, but verse 24, First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, but unto them which are called both Jew, Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men or men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. So here, Jesus addresses, so Paul here addresses the same issue. So when you look here at verse 31 again, it says that Jesus is talking to uh, his disciples. He said, I'm telling them, listen, in that day, he shall be upon the rooftop, and his stuff is in the house. You worry about your stuff. You don't know what really matters. Let me show you what really matters tonight. Can I help you out? Can, can, can I show you what really matters? Come, 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 come with me. Put your head, put your head, give me it. Let me show you what really matters. <laughs> uh, uh, the Bible says in uh, Matthew chapter 6, Turn your mind on Matthew chapter 6 and the verses 33. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So Jesus said, Listen, what you need to do is seek first the kingdom of heaven. All that stuff in your house, <laughs> that doesn't really matter. All that stuff you got in your closet, in your refrigerator, in your bank account, that doesn't really matter. Jesus said, listen, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't, you don't have time. When Christ comes back, you, believe me, you're not going to have time. Look, look at, look at um, Mark. Turn to Mark now. Mark chapter 8. Let me show you something. Mark chapter 8. And the verse is number 36, Mark chapter 8 and verse number 36. Uh, and we find these words written in Mark 8, 36. Look what Jesus said. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Do you really know what matters? What, what The stuff that really matters, uh, we have forgotten Men in America, we sure don't know what really matters. We're arguing about marinades and peanut butter and jelly. 
with, with all my stuff that really don't make any sense. What, what really matters? We, we're trying to go in our house. And Jesus said, listen, this is what he says here. He says, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this idolatry and sinful generation, why they are done? Because they really don't know what really matters. He says here, the Son of Man is ashamed of you when he come in his glory of his Father with his holy angels. He said, I, I want you. Now, let, 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 me, let me show you something else that, that would bring home the point. Uh, we had Matthew, Mark. Let's see what Luke got to say about this. Luke chapter 10. Turn to Luke chapter 10 and the verses 38. Luke chapter 10 and the verses number 38. Now, here are two sisters. They are in the house with Jesus. Now, now remember now, Jesus told uh, the, the Pharisees, they wanted to know, and they demanded to know. And they had the right to, because if you're the son of God, we demand you tell us. And Jesus said, if I told you, you're not going to get it, because it's not by observation. In other words, it's not in you to, to observe and to get it. The way you get it, it's got, you understand it's got to be preached. Whoa! Let, let, let me show you something. Let me look at the Bible says in, in uh, Luke chapter 10 and the verses 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he, come out Christ, that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha. Receive him into her house. <laughs> now, now, if I had to stop here a minute, you'd have to shout. If Jesus is in the house, go get it. <laughs> if Jesus is in the house, now, if you're on the rooftop and Jesus is in the house, you need to tell, tell the roof off the sucker. You need to get in the house if Jesus is in the house. <laughs> but if Jesus is not in the house, because the most valuable thing in your house is Jesus, the Word of God, for he is the Word. Let, 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 let me read it further. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his Word. What is the most valuable thing in your house is your Bible, the Word of God. Then he go on and say, notice what it says, but Martha was cumbered. That, that, that means here Martha was distracted about many, uh, about serving, much serving, and came to him, to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord. And she really didn't know what was really the, the stuff that really mattered. Said, and Lord, does thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone. <laughs> she didn't know what really mattered. And you know, we got people today don't know what really matters. We got people going to Burger King and, and uh, uh, McDonald's and fussing and Zaxby's and fussing about sandwich. 
What's wrong with us? We really don't know what really matters. The stuff that really matters. No one said, no, 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 what he said. He said, now, here it says, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister have not helped me or helped serve? Bid her, in other words, I, I want you, I want you to tell her <laughs> what really matters. <laughs> tell her what really matters. And the Bible says, and okay, Jesus, okay, 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 back down, back down, back down. Uh, Jesus answered and said unto her, he said, now let, let me tell you what really matters. The stuff that really matters. He, he said, Martha, Martha. Now, now, when he called your name twice, that, 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 he, that, that something serious. Calm down, Martha. Martha, Martha. Thou art careful. In other words, you worrying about the wrong stuff. You worrying about the wrong stuff. And we got people now in America. America, we had just turned everything around. We worrying about the wrong stuff. Amen? We were in about the wrong stuff. Jesus said, listen, if a man's on the rooftop and the angels blow the trumpet and I'm coming to receive you, you don't have time to go back in your house, get your stuff. Your stuff is not that important anyhow. <laughs> there was a whole song I used to love, anyhow. <laughs> Martha, Martha, thou art careful, you wear it, and trouble about many things. There are a lot of things that have taken our attention from God. A lot. And so this pandemic did not uh, come from the devil. This pandemic is God's hand. And we want to say everything that happened, God sent uh, the flu. God sent the plague to Egypt. God is the one that, that he sinned, he wounded us, that we can understand what really matters. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, my girl, come on, calm down, man. About some chicken, about some rice, about the dishes being washed. You worry about the wrong thing. Calm down, honey. He says, no one says, in verse part two, he said, but... One thing is needful. That's God about it. A shouting point. Somebody ought to be shouting right here. One thing that's really needful. What is that? Mary have chosen that good part, <laughs> which shall not be taken away from her. What is the good part? The relationship you have with Christ. That's the good part. Let's, 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 let's go now to our text. Let me get, let me get to our text. I got, I got to get to our text. Let, let, let me show some good stuff here. <laughs> now, now, listen, listen. There are four things that Jesus dealt with. And I'm, I got about 15 minutes here. There are four things. <clears throat> I'm going to give you four bullets that Jesus dealt with in, in this text. I'm going to give you the bullets, and I'm going to come back and we'll shoot them. 
It's all right. It's all right. We're on. We're on load on. We're on first. Let me let me load you. Let me load your weapon. Let me load your mind with what Jesus said. Uh, the stuff that really matters. Okay. Number one is it, found. Now write this down. Uh, Luke seventeen, verse one through six, talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's the first bullet. Put it in your in your weapon. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mind. That, that, that's what really matters is forgiveness. Uh, number two is found in uh, Luke verse 7 through 10, talk about faithfulness. Put it in your weapon. Put it in your mind. Put it in your heart. Oh, good God Almighty. Help me, Jesus. The thing that really matters. And then number three is found in verse 11 through 19, that is thankfulness. Thankfulness. Put it in your gut. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mind. Let this mind be in you. Also in Christ Jesus. And then number four. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and we're just going to look at it. I'm not going to have time. I feel like preaching this thing tonight, but I, I'm not going to have time. Woo! And, and and the last one is, is preparedness. The last one is preparedness. <laughs> look at it now. The last one is preparedness. Oh, oh. That's found in verse number 20 through 37. So now, let's look now, if we will, at the first bullet, forgiveness. Jesus teaches us that, listen, the, the, the great sin of man is that when you, when God can forgive you and you can't forgive others, as Jesus teaches how to pray, Jesus said, I fall which are in heaven. Holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Come here. Come, come, come to me. Let me hear it. Let me see. Forgive us our debt as we forgive those that trespass against us. If you can't forgive others, God can't forgive you. You better hear this. You better know what really matters. The stuff that really matters is that can you forgive others? Let me show it to you. I, this, this not, I didn't make this up. Let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. Let the Bible speak. Let's look at the first one here. Uh, the great sin of unforgiveness, a heart of unforgiveness. The Bible says in verse 1 of Luke chapter 17, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible but that offense will come. But woe unto him to whom it cometh. Jesus, I'm warning you that, listen, as a Christian, you better ante up because you're going to be offended. You're you, you going to have some issue that, that folks will make you want to uh, do some stuff. Can I get a witness? We all have gone through that. But he said, now, you be careful. Then he going to say it were better for him that a millstone was hanged about his neck and he was cast in the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. So now here, Jesus, give us a reason why we should forgive. Why? Because God got our back. See, you, you ought to think, it, it, 
don't go back in your house, in, back in your closet, back in what you think and what you feel and how you are. This is how I already know. I'm going to be the Jesus. No. What you need to do is learn what I'm telling you and forgive those that trespass against you. Now, now watch what it says. Here. Watch what it says. It says, now this is, this is the kicker about forgiveness. I know I'm not going to be able to finish this thing back. God help me. But this is the kicker about forgiveness. It says, take heed to yourselves. Woo! Look at God. <laughs> Jesus said, what I want you to do now is take heed to yourselves. Because you're going to stand before me at the judgment. What really matters is what you do to others, not what others do to you. That's what he means by offense here. He's saying, listen, people are going to trip you up, they're going to lie on you, they're going to talk about you, they're going to bother you because you're a child of God. The devil is our advocate. He's going to come after you. But you must, what you must do is learn to forgive. Woo! <laughs> you got to learn to forgive them people, those individuals that criticize you, that talk about you. He said, take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, he can rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Then he going to say, and if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, wait a minute, Lord, Lord, now see, now see, he was, he was going good there for a minute. Seven times? And after seven times in a day, turn again to thee saying, I repent, thou shall forgive him. <laughs> Look, for real, for real, real. Yeah, yeah, for real, real. The stuff that really matters. Number one is forgiveness. They're going to say, I, mean, I got to read it. I got to read it on because I'm going to come back and do part two. And the apostle said unto the Lord, notice what it says. And this is what you ought to have. This is where we ought to be. This is what God sent us through the pandemic to recognize, to get to this point in this pandemic, because we are some some most unforgiving people in the um, in the world, America. We we don't want to forgive nobody. Everybody's in there. We just act like children, crying. It says, don't mean, what's wrong with us? Jesus said, now notice this. And the apostle said unto him, unto the Lord, now this is what the apostle said, increase our faith. <laughs> what really matters is the increasing of our faith. What really counts, Brother Philip? They recognize it. And this is what America, we need to do. We need to call a big prayer meeting and say, God, increase our faith because we are messed up. We, we don't have enough faith. Jesus said, let me, let, let, let me show you something. Read verse number six. And the Lord said, if ye had the faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say to this sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in seed, and it shall obey you. What? So the first bullet that we must remember, what the stuff that really matters is learning to forgive one another. 
And that's where we lost. That's where we're at now in America. The pandemic is helping us to forget. Number two, number two. The second bit is faithfulness. Faithfulness. And I'm going to probably have to stop in this one. Faithfulness. Uh, look, look, look at what it says. Uh, in verse, in, in faith is found in verse 7 through verse 10. Now, now this is, this is, this is uh, a really powerful observation here. Because see, you remember now, Jesus said, listen, there's no observation. You, 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 can't, you can't observe this. You can't get it. But, but, he, but Jesus is giving us uh, uh, the, the parable and giving us the bullets to understand. Uh, so uh, the second bullet is faithfulness, which is uh, God must be waited on. Let me, let me say it again. If faithfulness is about who you waiting on, who you serving, so in other words, what you need to understand about faithfulness is that just because you do uh, the thing that are uh, A, B, C, B doesn't mean that you are faithful. Faithfulness will be on what most of us even imagine. They can think. I got to wrap this thing up. I'm going to wrap it up with this one. Can I do it? Come, come, come here, come here. Let's see what Jesus said. He says, now you're talking about faithfulness, but which of you, having a servant, plying or feeding cattle, will you say unto him, by and by, when he is come from the field, Go and sit down to meet or to meal, to eat. Now, now Jesus gives a, 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 seems like that is rational. He said, which one of you? <laughs> he said, now, I want you to understand, this, this man worked hard. I, I used to work, I used to crop the bathroom. I went in the water in the field. I couldn't do the peas. My mother didn't do the peas. I couldn't, I just couldn't pick peas. I worked in the hay field. I, I did all kind of hard labor. And, and so here Jesus said, what about a man working in the field, laboring hard, and then when he come out of the field, if, if that's it, you know, you've been to Sunday school, you've been to worship service, you've been to Easter service, you've been to Bible study, if that's it, if, 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 if that's all, if that's, and see, a lot of people think, a lot of you that listen to me right now, thinking that you've been faithful just because you came to Sunday school. Like, just because you came to worship service, you, you really think you're faithful. <laughs> I, I, I can't admit that Bible says. You, you think you're faithful. But see, faithfulness is beyond uh, ABC, uh, the, the, the five items of worship. We, we think because we did five items of worship, brother, I'm, I'm saying it out. Okay, let's see what you say about that. Verse 8, and we'll not rather say to him, in other words, you didn't work hard. Imagine you're, you're, you're the master. You, you, your servant come to you, and he says, and we and will not rather say to him, make ready wherewith I made sup. And what was don't you eat from before me? <laughs> wow! Now, now, now he said, now I'm gonna tell you what faithfulness is. That's what Jesus meant. If you sup with me, I sup with you. That means go beyond uh, communion, 
Go beyond preaching. Go beyond reading the scripture. Go beyond giving. Go beyond everything else. Just because you came to worship, just because you said the Lord, I'll baptize, don't mean that you are a good servant. Let me show it to you then. You look at me crazy. It says, and we'll not rather say to him, make ready wherewith I may suck. And girl thyself, you know, you ain't through. Get your butt up. <laughs> Get up from the table. Good God. <laughs> Get up from the table. You, you ain't to any time you eat yet. Guard ourselves and serve me. Ooh. That's why the Bible says about the communion. It says they were coming and they were arguing and they were contention amongst them. Some had some chicken and rice and whatever. And he said, oh, no, no, no. Paul says, I hear there's arguing, contention amongst yourselves. You're arguing about communion. There are folks right now arguing about one cup. There are Church of Christ members arguing about one cup. I don't care about one cup. If you want one cup, first. I go first, my wife, my children, we all drink the first cup, and then you can have the rest. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you about one cup, because the stuff that really matters is that Jesus died for our sins. You, you forget what the cross is about. Man, you, you forgot that he suffered. What's wrong with us? Have you forgot? They were beaten and whooped and blood came from the brain. You are worried about one cup. What's wrong with us? Woo! I can't believe us. Then he says, he said, oh, 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 oh. And up, girl thyself, and serve me. He said, till I have eaten and drinking, and, off, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. After you serve me. So after, in other words, in First Corinthians chapter uh, 11, we know we read it, when your heart is right, even if the Bible says if you come to altar and you find the thing that your brother has all against you, it says leave your gift. Don't, don't take your gift now. Leave your gift to the altar. And you go back and you apologize or get it straightened out. Hello? So what, the stuff that really matters, we forget that. Let me read that further. Does he think that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? He said, I think not. That's what I mean, bro. Not. In other words, just because you did what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to give a little bit more than you prosper. You're supposed to uh, take the communion. You're supposed to come to worship service. You're supposed to come to Sunday school. You're supposed to come to Wednesday night Bible study. You're supposed to pray every day. You're supposed to read your Bible every day. And here you are talking about, God, I've been a good servant. God said, no, you didn't have that. Because, listen, the, what really matters, what, what, let, let, me, let me show it to you. Let me show you. What's it? It says, so likewise, and I got to stop, so likewise, Ye, when ye shall have done all those things which I command you, say we are unprofitable servants. When you came to Sunday school, when you came to worship service, when you gave as you prosper, when you took the communion, when you sung, when you prayed, when you heard the scripture, he said you still ain't no good. You still are unprofitable servants. 
I, I can't even let down say to God, you still done promised Man, young man came to Jesus, Lord, what more I need to do to be saved? He said, sell what you got and give it to the poor. And the little joker got up and ran up out of there. Hello? No one said, he said, you unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. What is more, what the stuff that really matters. And I got, I'm going to stop right here, but I'm going to pick up when I come back again. The stuff that really matters. This is what's wrong with us. And, and so that's why when you read 31, uh, I mean, say Luke 17, 31, it says, when, by, they're talking about preparedness for the coming of Christ. It says, in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop <laughs> and his stuff is in the house. Let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. We're going to talk about this stuff that really matters. I'm your speaker, Brother Clay Phillips. Keep it real. Now, that, what, what, what is need to be? Yes, the service of the Lord. Martha, Martha. He's like, I, I, he wasn't telling her that we don't need to eat, we don't need to serve, but what really matters? It, what really matters? Hear the gospel, repent, confess, and be baptized, confess thy sin, and, and that will make a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now, then you can start on the stuff that really matters. I'm your speaker, Brother Clay Phillips. Remember this, keep it real. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Singing all night, and it's all day, all day. Pray, 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 pray,
Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Shout it out question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the portion of the broadcast where I have a question from my social media platform called Shout It Out. And we want to pose this question to my co-host, and we also want to encourage our listeners to join that group on social media, Facebook, and get involved in those biblical discussions. Now, my co-host, Steve Cordo, will be answering our question for this segment. Steve, how are you doing, my brother? Doing real well. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine. Now, here's the question that we have for your consideration. This question is from the anonymous queries from Dallas, Texas. 
And the query says, now, in light of the overturning of Roe versus Wade regarding abortions, here's the question. What should be the Christian stance to answer those in opposition of this Supreme Court's ruling? What say you to this question? Uh, I wish you'd given me a more challenging one, Stevie. Uh, I spent most of yesterday researching this answer and uh, quite a bit of last night writing and um, giving it as much thought and consideration as I could because it is a serious question. It is a serious issue uh, dealing with this. And I want to make a couple of disclaimers and some reminders to those of us uh, or to those who are in the audience. And if you're on Facebook, you can see the slides that I've got uh, in a screen share. Uh, A couple of things is, number one, like most of the questions we get on this show, this is an an anonymous question. Don't know anything uh, about who submitted it or or the question. Don't know if they're male, female, uh, their age, or even their church affiliation. And then um, I know nothing of this person's views. I know nothing of their politics uh, about abortion or anything else, really, for that matter. And taking this question at face value, there are lots of ways we could look at it, lots of ways we could answer it. And what I'm going to uh, not do is be looking at reasons why abortion is right or wrong or indifferent. And uh, for those who are of the legal mind, I used to be a legal assistant. Uh, I was a justice major and a history minor. Uh, Not going to be looking at anything to do with why Roe versus Wade was good precedent, bad precedent, should be overturned or anything like that. Now, what I did with this was I submitted... Uh, the question, I passed it around to some friends, uh, some of them on social media. Uh, I talked to my wife about it, and there's a sample of the replies of the quest, uh, to the question that I got, and I looked at our um, shout-it-out page on Facebook, and here's just a, a sampling of some of the answers that I got, where this one just says, um, love them both, as has been said, both the mothers and the children need protection and help. Let women know they matter as much as their unborn children. Restore the concept of sanctity of marriage, marriage bed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, This one uh, says to be gracious. This is a much larger issue than the life of the unborn. How do we as a church address the circumstances that led to the choice to murder a child? Uh, And as we uh, are, are we ready to support uh, unwed mothers? Are we going to help with adoption? How do we help young men and women underestimate the value of their bodies beyond immediate gratification? How do we deal with poverty? And the list could go on, and that person's right, it could. And continuation of what that last person said, the SCOTUS ruling pushes authority back to the states via the Tenth Amendment. It is up to the states to decide how to handle the act, and regardless, more lives are involved than that of the child. And this is uh, from uh, somebody that I actually know who said, you know, I disagree with the ruling, right? Too many other rulings are based on the same interpretation of the 14th Amendment uh, that we would not want overturned. So my answer may be better suited to what, what, where we can find common ground. What is the goal? Coercing someone into a situation that they do not want to serve your God, the opposition does not see it the way you do. Um, now, remember this common ground coming, because I'm going to come back to that uh, towards the end. Now, I, wanted, I got to thinking about the question and wondered if maybe some of these uh, folks who are giving their answers aren't misunderstanding it, because I look at the answer. They, they, they want to know the Christian stance to answer those in opposition to the ruling. Uh, so it's not necessarily speaking to their views uh, on abortion. Uh, 
and because there are a few points uh, that we'll be uh, looking at some opinions. Uh, I have uh, made it uh, here just some disclaimers that I want to put out. I make it a point not to preach politics from the pulpit or the classroom. Uh, some churches have done that in the past. I make it a point not to. At election time, I do preach on passages like 1 Timothy chapter 2, discussing the Christian's responsibility to government. But there are some issues that will straddle the fence between politics and religion. Abortion is one of those issues. Uh, Same-sex marriage, uh, things like that, those do straddle the fence. Now, my personal views on abortion are no secret to anybody who knows me. But for this discussion, I'm really attempting to leave my views on abortion uh, out of it for my talk tonight, uh, as well as my thoughts on the SCOTUS decision. But I do have a little bit of editorializing towards the end. Now, as I research this, I looked uh, online, and this is from the Christian Chronicle, which is a paper affiliated uh, with the Churches of Christ out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I think it's actually published out of Oklahoma Christian University. Uh, The headline, Christians React to U.S. Supreme Court Decision Overturning Roe v. Wade, and in the article was this quote, uh, that uh, Julie Bruton fears the ruling may polarize people even more after two years of social unrest and a global pandemic that have left communities divided. And I hadn't really thought of it from that angle. Uh, Given all the social unrest we went through with uh, COVID and the mask mandates and the pros and the cons of that, and then the arguments over the vaccine, and then add to that the George Floyd murder up in Minneapolis that happened as all this was really, we were getting to the thick of the pandemic. Uh, We've had a lot happening, uh, not just here, but around the world. And I got to thinking when Lawrence versus Texas was decided in 2003, and that's the case that um, struck down sodomy laws, we didn't see this kind of reaction that we're seeing now where uh, pro-life uh, pregnancy centers are getting vandalized. They're getting, uh, I think a couple of them have been, um, uh, have been burned. Um, and then uh, when uh, Oldrafell versus Hodges came out, that's the case that legalized same-sex marriage. I don't remember seeing the kind of reaction we're getting now with Roe being overturned. And maybe some things like this happened and it slipped under the radar, but I don't recall that we had this kind of unrest and this kind of uprising uh, in places. And here in Miami, I got this out of the Miami Herald on Monday. Of um, uh, It says, today you're hurting on Sunday, Miami's congregation split after Roe versus Wade decisions. And I'm afraid this is going to cause some church splits. Uh, the United Methodist Church is uh, in, in the process of splitting over uh, same-sex marriage. They started it in 2020, uh, and the pandemic put a halt to it, and they're starting to pick it up again. But as far as I can tell, it's been a and I may be wrong, I'm not Methodist, and I haven't kept a super close eye on it, but as far as I can tell, it's been fairly peaceful. It's been fairly amicable. They've uh, got uh, property and things like that that uh, has to be dealt with from a legal perspective uh, and various other assets that have to be dealt with, but I don't see, and I know there's some hard feelings and there's some probably hot tempers, but I don't see uh, them coming to blows or anything uh, like that. So Roe versus Wade has really touched a nerve more so than anything else to the point that our Speaker of the House was told by the Archbishop, uh, she's Catholic, uh, for those who don't know, as is President Biden, uh, she was uh, barred from receiving communion by the Archbishop of the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Uh, He sent a letter to her uh, at the end of May of this year explaining uh, she wouldn't be allowed communion, but just last week uh, she was in uh, Rome and took communion, and it looks like, if I'm reading this right, the Pope himself 
gave her communion. So he basically overrode his uh, bishop there in San Francisco, which I think is going to really cause some uh, issues uh, there between the Pope and uh, the Archbishop uh, in San Francisco. Now, what should be uh, the Christian stance to answer those in opposition to this ruling? Uh, here's the question. Now, there are no easy answers. I'm just going to put that up there right up front. Uh, this is a difficult issue, and it does get to be emotional. I would advise anybody who's discussing it, either at church, at work, wherever you are, try and keep the emotions out of it as much as you can. That's when decisions get made that are bad, uh, that uh, we decide to do things, we say things that are bad, and it gets us into a whole lot more trouble. So if you have to walk away from it, don't keep pursuing it if you can feel yourself getting really emotionally worked up. And then don't make any assumptions. Uh, a person disagreeing with the Dobbs decision does not necessarily reflect their position on abortion. Someone wanting to uphold the Mississippi law might have wanted to do that, but at the same time keep Roe uh, intact. And there's at least one prominent person that did that, uh, and that's Chief Justice John Roberts. Uh, have a look at the 12-page uh, opinion that he issued, and uh, you can see that he was not really in favor of uh, overturning Roe. So there's a myriad of, of positions on this that can be all over the map. You might have to come to a point where you agree to disagree. Uh, and I'm referring to the Dobbs decision. You may not agree that Roe versus Wade has been kicked back to the states. You may think it should have stayed a federal issue. That's something that I think we can maybe agree to disagree because that decision, that position really has nothing to do with abortion itself. But then it's also possible you might have to part company with, with people. Uh, if a church might have an official position one way or the other on uh, abortion, let's say, or on this decision, if it bothers you that much, you might have to leave that church or leave that organization. Um, now, in the Churches of Christ, we happen to be autonomous. Each church takes care of its own uh, affairs. We don't tell each other how to conduct our business. Uh, there is no church that I know of that has an actual uh, formal position on abortion. However, I am asked it occasionally when I've interviewed with churches, and I tell them what I think. Uh, and then I, I think most of the people in the Churches of Christ are going to be pro-life, but I'm, um, you know, I know I'm probably not 100% on that. And then um, this uh, came up, the common ground. One of the sample answers I showed mentioned common ground. So what to do? Well, unplanned pregnancies are serious issues. Arguing about abortion, arguing about Roe versus Wade isn't going to change that fact. They're there. And this is where I'm going to get a little bit into editorializing uh, as part of my answer. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit both to people on both sides of the issue. If you're pro-life, if you're pro-abortion, if you're pro-Roe, anti-Roe, uh, you consider yourself pro-choice, whatever you consider yourself, I'm talking to everybody here at this. And I would refer people, especially if you're pro-life and you're a believer, I'd refer you, first of all, to James chapter 2, where he asks, well, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. A dead faith is no good. And James makes it very clear that we have to back up faith with action. Uh, that's why faith only can't save you unless it's backed up with action. Any more than a car battery is going to do your car any good if it's dead. If it's dead, you've got to get rid of it and get a new one or at least recharge the old one. 
So what is to be done? Now, this, what I want to put here is by no means comprehensive. And as I said, this is the part where I'm going to let a little bit of my opinions out. Now, I will submit this as Exhibit A as to how not to react, uh, especially for Christians, if somebody has an unwanted pregnancy. This is not going to win uh, any souls. This is not going to win any friends. It's not going to do anything uh, to approach it this way, the way the Pharisees would do, and put ourselves on a higher pedestal. Very bad approach, not just in this situation, but anytime you're dealing with someone who wants to talk about sin, talk about their weaknesses, they need a safe place, it's a bad approach. Don't go down this road. If a woman wants to carry her baby to term, and this again, if you're really pro-choice, if you're whichever side you're on, pro-life, this is for you. A help with her needs if she wants to carry it to term. There are many church-affiliated uh, homes. There are many church-affiliated adoption agencies that can step in and help out here. Uh, we are caring about the child after birth, and there are many agencies that will do that. Help with options after birth. If she wants to keep the baby, if she wants to put it up for adoption, help her find it. Help her find those options. Help her uh, make the best possible uh, decision she can under these circumstances. Uh, and let's not let the fathers off the hook either. Uh, especially if he's a minor, his family and or the father need to take responsibility. Now, I don't think they necessarily need to get married. I've seen some of those situations even in my own family, and uh, they typically did Excuse me, they typically did not end well, but responsibility must be taken. Now, I'm saying that as the uh, father of a daughter. If this happened, I would expect for the young man to take responsibility, and my daughter is an adoptee, and I'm married to an adoptee, so uh, I, I'm, that's also a little bit how I look at some of this. Uh, I had a high school friend, and he, the reported reaction he told me of his, that his father had when this friend of mine got sexually active, that his father was really rooting him on and pushing it on. And I'm just going to be blunt. That was felony stupid to do that. If your son is doing that, you need to have a talk with him and get him, uh, get him to start thinking uh, right. Now, if a woman does have an abortion, now here again, my, my uh, two cents worth here, if, she, if I know she's going to do it, I will try to talk her out of it. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush about that. Now, if she does go ahead and do it, then there is really no sense in condemning her. Uh, who knows what influences she had? Uh, you need to get the whole story there. And many women do regret their decision. And so provide a safe space for people to come and talk about it. If they're thinking about it, if they've already done it, if it's bothering them, provide a safe space for them to come where they can uh, talk about it and not be uh, condemned, but be told that, look, Jesus loves you, God loves you, I love you. I want to help you with this situation. You can get forgiveness for any sin, any perceived wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's show them uh, that love that Christ uh, needs to, uh, that Christ wants us to show for them and put our faith into action. So that's my answer. Uh, if any questions, you can uh, contact me on social media. Anyone else has a Bible question, uh, you can contact Stevie or myself or any of the co-hosts, and uh, we'll be glad to get it on the air. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, Stevie, and uh, we'll see you, uh, I guess we're taking July off. We'll see you in August. Shout it out question. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank both of my co-hosts, Clay Phillips and Steve Cordell, for the fine job they both did on the show. I'm sitting here listening to these brothers preach the gospel, and I'm like, as we go on, we've been on the air now since 2016, and you would think these brothers would be running out of gas, and they just seem to be getting stronger and stronger in their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. Their messages are bolder and bolder, and we just appreciate their efforts each week on this program. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so thrilled to be able to bring you a weekly program. It is our prayer that the lessons that were given on this radio show have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in to this radio show, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and I want to say on behalf of all of my co-hosts here on the Gospel Light Radio Show, we really do appreciate your love and support for these radio programs. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Cool inside, so cool inside. Don't you want to go? Where is cool inside? Dum 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 dum. God on high, yeah, the sky 
My 
listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.